Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. I am your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we'll meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who in this time of crisis are offering their hearts and talents to us all. And I'm very happy to have as our guest today, Melody Joyce, who is a somatic sex educator, hypnotist, and professional cuddler. Welcome, Melody. Thank you, Tom. I am so happy to be here with you today. So happy to have you here. I guess my first question would be, for those of us who are not quite clear on what the word means, what is somatic sex educator? A somatic sex education is body-based um, body-based education that can include working with sexuality and erotic energy. It works primarily with the knowledge of the nervous system and uses body-based coaching and educational and experiential exercises through breath, sound, touch, movement, and imagination to help people feel safe in their bodies, to really sink in and be more present, to notice how they're feeling, how, what their desires are, and to begin to build skills in presence, noticing, asking for what they want, uh, also building sort of embodied communication skills around asking for and offering touch, and also fundamentally orienting toward pleasure as a healing resource. Well, that is wonderful. I love it. How in the world do we get there? And I say we, because I certainly could have used and maybe still could use the education now, uh, as it seems like such a, an area of difficulty for most human beings. Uh, what do you find when you're, and first of all, do you deal more with men or women or does that not matter? Uh, it does. I deal with folks of all genders and really welcome everyone wherever they are and whoever and how they express themselves. Um, many of my clients currently are men. I also work with couples and uh, as I said, women as well. And the, the focus might be different depending on the person's need. Everything is driven by the client's needs. And always I have a call beforehand to get to know the person, where they are. During the pandemic, uh, many, many people have been touch deprived. And of our five body senses, touch is the one that's essential for our survival. Certainly. And so, certainly. yeah. Well, and I, I mean, you all noticed, I mean, how wonderful when my uh, 23 year old daughter uh, finally was vaccinated and my wife and I have been vaccinated and she came to visit. The act of hugging was like, wow, this is amazing. And it really was clear how much we missed it. Yes, it's so good for our well-being. It helps us stay calm, soothe, touch, connect. It's and a deep So this is a fascinating subject because it's so complicated, at least it seems so complicated. Um, and it seems like people do not have a good education as to touch and, and their own feelings, their own desires. Um, where do you start with somebody? What, what's the beginning point to this work? Our beginning point is a chat. You know, it could be a chat like what we are having. 
right. about what's, what's going on for the person, what's happening in their lives, uh, what they're longing for, what, what they could possibly bring into their lives that would improve the quality of their life. And maybe what do they want to let go of? Some habits that might be in the way of them being truly happy. And how could an embodied session or series of sessions help them orient more toward pleasure and use pleasure as a healing resource? So after we have a discussion, I send folks an intake form um, where they have a chance to reflect on their health history, their relationship history, their history and sexuality. And they can share with me whatever they're comfortable with. But also I encourage them to deeply reflect on that which they want to bring into their lives. And uh, we have a conversation when we first get together about that, about their history. And we also talk about the fundamental tools. First though, we talk about consent and boundaries because safety is a prerequisite for really feeling pleasure in the body. First, you have to feel safe. Certainly. So, certainly, every, yeah. certainly. so everything is totally grounded in consent and also how to talk about touch. So we do some exercises up front about how to ask for touch, how to offer touch, how to respond to a request for touch, and then um, talk about boundaries and the topic of consent. And um, depending on where the person is, how safe they're feeling in their body, an initial session might or might not involve any touch. You know, if someone is healing from inappropriate touch, then touch right off the bat may not be a good idea. It may be more healing for them to experience the respect of a clear boundary. And so the uh, initial work might involve embodied boundary work, like helping people get to know what it feels like in their body to uh, set a boundary, to experience being you know, a boundary, to uh, notice and feel into what they want or what they don't want. And so some initial upfront work might involve um, working together to really uh, about noticing. Noticing is the primary skill, really sinking into noticing, honoring and valuing. Because uh, some of us, well, many of us, we're raised without without real attention to uh, consent and honoring of boundaries. Right, and I would imagine that most of what you're talking about in terms of inappropriate touch may well have happened very early in a person's life, uh, in their yep. growth. So there's a lot wrapped around that and layers on top of that to get through, I guess, to, to, to get to that inappropriate touch, to be able to even add, know that it was inappropriate and right. then to know how to ask for it. I would think this conversation would be very, very vital. How do you ask? Um, well, I first of all, let them know that they only need to respond to what feels relevant for them and what's comfortable. You know, but I ask about what um, their health history, but I also ask, you know, any, have you endured any traumas? Right. And then I'll, I'll give a little description about what that might be. Um, because physical traumas, emotional traumas, trauma of being touched when you didn't want to be touched, which could include like a pinch on the cheek for a little kid even. Oh, well, I, I, I'll, go along, I'll go along with that one. I'm a, I had a grandmother who did that all the time. 
a heavy pinch on the cheek. I didn't need rouge. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, I've also been studying so that I can be more trauma informed. That's actually, that was the impetus for me to go and study hypnosis. Because right. in hypnosis, it is a powerful tool for helping people to safely uh, integrate and release some traumas. My next course of study is going to be neuroaffective touch, which is a, a, another trauma-informed touch designed to help heal from early developmental trauma. So I want to kind of add that to my toolkit just to help people feel safe. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Because I would think what I was saying earlier about things happening early in life, as we know, in most, many, if not all, traumas, uh, sexual inappropriate touches were early. And they can be lost and forgotten. Um, yeah. not, not, not totally forgotten, but pushed way down. So I imagine the hypnosis is, is, a, is a wonderful technique to help safely bring out that, that memory or the memories. Exactly. Or to have removed the emotional charge associated with it, regardless of whether there's a conscious memory. Because memory loss is a, is a tool. It's a survival tool. You know, and I, I also talk about how many of our habits are survival tools that got us through early childhood. Sometimes they get in the way of healthy adult interactions right. and relationships. And also... I mean, I think what you're doing is retraining. Is it, it sounds to me like it's a retraining in a way uh, because I don't believe based on my own history and what I've talked to many, many people about that our training in this area of touch of sexuality was very good at all if, it, if, if there was any actual training. Right, it was, it was maybe well-intentioned but not very informed. And what I had in school was focused about uh, it, risk of pregnancy. It was all about the risks and yeah. it was scary. Uh, there wasn't much information. It had very little support around the, the connection that can happen between consenting people and the healing that can come from sexuality. And so what I hope to provide is that piece of it, you know, complimenting or not complimenting, perhaps even just providing for the first time um, informative, trauma-informed, um, comprehensive information about the pleasure anatomy that's in the body, um, communication around sexuality and touch, and a consent and boundaries so that it's always safe. Right, and what you're saying I, I really relate to in terms of the education, at least in our, my, my childhood and most many people, I don't know what there is today, although I don't think it's very different because it really is about this is wrong. This, which, this is what's wrong. This is what's mm -hmm. dangerous as opposed to this is what's right. And this is what is healthy for us. And that, mm -hmm. that the whole, our own sexuality is healthy and to know that that's a, that's a, that is the case. I would, a lot, yes. to, lot of things that need to change in the mind, the mindset changes. Right, because uh, we are surrounded by sexualized media images yes. that are used to sell things. And yet we have a, a long history of shame and judgment, punishment, being ostracized, everything from like the letter A going right. way back to our Puritan roots. Uh, so there's no, there's not a lot of modeling around healthy 
open, consent-based, and clearly boundaried. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because all of the media uh, advertising and so forth uh, tells you this is what you, what you want. At the same time, you get told this is what you shouldn't do, you shouldn't have. And so it's kind of like, how do I, how do I you know, make those two meet somehow without being overcome by f- upset or fear or guilt or whatever the different feelings might be? Yes. And another thing is, is they're very narrow boxes that we try to fit people in as a society. You know, yes. there's the gender boxes and here's your role. And if you move outside that role, you're undesirable at some level. And so providing a space that's inclusive and welcoming of all bodies, all kinds of sexual expression and also neurodiversity. You know, not everyone's bodies respond in the same way. And yet the images we're given through the media are very narrow. You know, you would think that only a very tiny group of people was even having sex from what you see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But they're happy. They're very, those people are very happy. The rest of us are really sad. Yeah. I mean, I remember thinking, wow, I missed the boat. You know, I'm, this isn't for me. Like, why? How come I can't do that? And, and, and eventually, I mean, this work was transformative in my own life. It was, yes. It's my healing journey. And, and I'm super excited about sharing it. Because I, when I first encountered it, like I did my first body-based workshop in February of 2017, and I encountered these tools around talking about touch and, and consent. And I thought, oh my God, this stuff changes people's lives. I have to go do this. I just knew I had to go do it. I imagine it does change life. I mean, I can, I can see it in you or hear it in you. And what one question now at the moment, because of the pandemic, this is, well, you can talk about touch, but part of what you are helping people with is actual physical touch. So during the pandemic, how did, how did you work with that or how can one work? Because we're, comp- we're not completely on the other side where you can just go wherever you want, although right. it's getting a little closer. But can you do some of this on, on the, um, the Zoom world? I have worked virtually with clients, um, some from Canada, some from who just aren't close to me. Right. And so I share about the embodiment tools. We do breath practices together. We may work with our hands, which are just laden with nerve endings mm. uh, to sort of sharpen the awareness between essentially rewiring neural pathways by focusing on using the hands, not as a tool to just like lift things and, or get things done, but as instruments of pleasure. Right. So and we can do that over Zoom. We can breathe. We can work on using sound together. In fact, during the pandemic, I was offering... Um, free webinars just to help people connect and to soothe their nervous system using things like rocking, gentle movement, uh, self-touch, humming together, things that you can do as a group and you don't have to necessarily touch each other. There's still a lot of benefits. Right. Are you, also- still, are you still doing that today? Are you still offering those seminars? I, I took a, I'm taking a break for July and August. Okay. And I'll I'll be grouped with them in September. And I'm also just really excited to be getting back to some face-to-face workshops. Sure, sure. I was doing before the pandemic where, again, I present these tools. I'm like, you can use imagination, breath, sound, touch, and movement to be more present in your body, experience more pleasure, and like really help to heal and ground yourself. 
Uh, and so I'd like to do a workshop series starting in September on befriending the body. Oh. Uh, very, you know, during COVID, a lot of us have disconnected a bit. Yes. Uh, so helping people reconnect, also build all those skill sets around communication and being present and noticing. And coming back to touch, because I did also notice a little bit with the first touch with friends and so forth, it was wonderful. And then it felt, is this okay? It was this reaction we've been so long told for the last 16 months or whatever, don't touch anybody, don't. Uh, right. And, and, and oh. just, that goes even beyond when you go back to the, the, the childhood stuff or the teenage stuff where you're not supposed to touch. You know? So getting right. back to being able to touch and do it safely and, and be able to let it be enjoyable, I think would be vi is vital, vital. Oh, it is. And you know, being vaccinated has made a difference. Like I noticed it immediately in my nervous system when I got vaccinated. I just right. relaxed. Exactly. And I heard a lot of friends say the same thing. Um, so I'm working with folks again in person. I did a little bit kind of during the summer months, you know, where we would masks, we would wear right. masks facing one another. And I use an air purifier in the room. I try to, I have my forehead thermometer. <laughs> Just kind of, I tried to implement the practices that my doctors were implementing. Right. So that I would feel safe enough and clients would feel safe enough because safety is like the foundation for all of this work. And um, I think I lost my train of well, thought. Well, I just I wanted to ask before we run out of time because this goes by so quickly. Talk about cuddling a little bit. I think that's a wonderful, it just sounds wonderful. What, what, how, tell us about it. Well, I discovered professional cuddling. I met actually the person who founded something called Cuddle Party and then Cuddlist arose from that. Uh -huh. And it's um, very clear boundaries and consent focus to create a safe place. And in this case, it's platonic touch. Right. So it, has a, it doesn't, uh, somatic sex education, you, you'll, you might engage erotic energy. In cuddling, you don't. Um, but it's, again, it's focused on the needs and desires of the client. So in a cuddling session, I'll have a conversation. And I also do the free call to make sure that upfront we are comfortable with one another. Um, and you, we, can, we can cuddle, we can give each other hand massages or foot massages. I've sung to people, we chat. It's connection, communication, and safe, warm, platonic touch. Uh, it can be in person. I did it on Zoom as well during the pandemic. Uh, I researched the autonomic nervous system to better understand the kinds of things like warmth. We're hardwired to respond to warmth. So when I did a virtual cuddling session, we'd have our cups of tea, our hot water bottles, pillows, and go on a, like a treasure hunt in the house for objects that may be just warm and fuzzy or cuddly or feel good to simulate touch you know and but we would and also connect through mirroring and doing different things online too because our nervous system are wired through face-to-face -face human connection so we can I, I called upon that to do the online cuddling sessions but i've actually integrated cuddling into somatic sex education sessions well i, I would you know, think that, you know the gentle cuddling and platonic cuddling could be a nice base for getting comfortable and then exploring your body further into other kinds of, of touch. I think that right. would make sense, totally. Yep. And, yeah, and some folks don't want to, so I like yeah. to be able to. 
it's up to each person. But I did notice during this time, I, I'm a, a member of a, a daily meditation group with about 75 people in it. And several times each week, we give each, ourselves hugs. And we say, we're giving this to ourselves and to you and to all the 75. And the sense of it is really like I'm being hugged by 75 people. I mean, I think our oh. humanness can do that. That's amazing. I love it. It's, deli it's delightful, delightful. So let's see, we are almost we're strangely running out of time because I'm having so much fun here um, enjoying the conversation. But before we do run out of time, Melody, what if people would like to learn more? Because I, I know there's a lot more you can offer and, and tell people. How would they get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to do that? I have a website, bodysouljourney.com. Bodysouljourney.com. Mm -hmm. Or you can send me an email at bodysouljourney at protonmail.com. That's body, soul, journey at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. Proton mail, M-A-I-L.com. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So just tell me that again. It's that, the body, email. Body, soul, journey at protonmail.com. Okay. Thank you, because I want to write that into, into the information that's here. That's wonderful. Well, now we're going, you are beginning to go back to in-person work and um, that's exciting. It's very wonderful. You said you were gonna have some web, not webinars, some uh, workshops in September? Yes. That's mm -hmm. interesting. And, and on your website, would people be able to find uh, information about those? They will, I haven't posted it yet, but I will. Another thing I'm learning is that because it's such a new field, referrals are going to be uh, as and so I'm developing with together with a group of somatic sex educators materials for therapists and medical professionals to help them understand how uh, the work may complement the work that they do. I, I can see that I can see how you know there's a talk therapy which can bring up the subjects and open up areas that have been closed but then you need to follow that through with what you're doing. I think that's a wonderful combination. Yes, I'm excited about that. I really am looking forward to building a network of like-minded professionals that we can better support our clients. That's wonderful. Well, before we're just about out of time, is there anything you'd like to add in terms of what you're learning and doing and what you hope for the future? Um, yes, I'm, I'm also bringing in energy awareness into it. I've studied a little bit of Reiki, but more healing touch. Uh, because we are mind, body, energy beings. Right. And, and so, and breath is a portal into the energy realm. And so I like to really provide grounding presence and healing as well in the sessions that I do. And so to kind of create a more, even more holistic uh, healing session for folks. That sounds absolutely wonderful. And Melody, I thank you so much for being our guest on this program. I, I appreciate learning what you're doing and I hope other people will check it out and find out what, what they can. It's an important area that you're working in. So thank you for being here. Oh, Tom, thank you for having me. It's such an honor and a joy. My, my really pleasure. 